What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this special Christmas-themed episode of Bridging the Geekdoms. I'm your host, Robert Slavinsky, and with me today, with me today, special guest. So excited to have him on the show. Uh, without him, I would not have made it this far in podcasting, so i got to give him a lot of credit. But it's the man, the myth, the legend, Deej Penhalo of A Cup of Cheer Holiday Podcast, as well as Nerd Talkalypse Podcast and uh what, what else do we got uh we are vr which is an amazing podcast and and uh channel that you do kind of on tiktok so uh thanks for joining me man and i i love having you here because if i want to talk christmas obviously by the look of you you're the man to do it with are you sure <laughs> are you sure about that i wish i could have dressed up a little bit more for that i, I don't know yeah yeah i mean yeah I, look at me i mean i'm all decked out you got nothing so i know that's ridiculous I have to deck the halls for next time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but definitely, I, what, what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring you on because there's a debate that goes on, and it, it just rages on every single Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd like to say that it stems from uh, one particular movie <laughs> that kind of starts all of this um, discussion every single year. And it's the question of what makes a movie a Christmas movie. And the movie that kind of starts that debate every year is Die Hard. And I literally just watched Die Hard this morning. I woke up, I was like, you know what? I'm watching Die Hard. It's, it's Christmas time. I got to watch Die Hard. I'm one of those, <laughs> those people. I, I, I have to watch Die Hard at Christmas. Uh, but the debate is, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? If so, why? If not, why? Uh, and then there's obviously hundreds and hundreds of others you know, uh, other movies that are considered Christmas or Christmas classics. But some of them, I don't even think fall into the category of actually being a true Christmas movie. Yet Die Hard gets so much of the the heat for not being a Christmas movie. Uh, so I brought you on Deej because I wanted to discuss what makes a movie a Christmas movie. So uh, I'll, I'll let you start, man. Like, what do you have? Like, what what is your take on all of this? Okay. So last year when we did, the, so far, the only season of Cup of Cheer. I, I, we haven't done anything this year. We we were planning on it, and then we ended up not going into a bunch of stuff just because of COVID. And we, you know, we like to get local businesses involved. So we just decided, you know, that there's a lot of stuff up in the air with local businesses. So we just haven't done a lot of that. Um, oddly enough, there also is not a ton of stuff. Like you can only dive so deep into Christmas lore before you're repeating yourself. So we just decided to, you know, maybe we'll come back next year with a little bit of different stuff. Now this, this though, I would like to do this kind of stuff, talk to people about their favorite Christmas movies and, and things like that. But anyway, I digress. Let me, let me go into this. Last year on the epi- on an episode, we did talk about what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie. And that d- is defined by a moment that I have heard on, I, I don't know where it was from, I, but I have heard this this term, and it is called the Linus moment, which stems from Charlie Brown, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown, things like that. In that movie, Linus says to Charlie Brown what the true meaning of Christmas is. So basically, if the movie doesn't have a moment it, where somebody has a uh, a Linus moment if you would, where they discover what the true meaning of Christmas is, then it's not a Christmas movie. It's just a movie that takes place at Christmas time. You know what I mean? It's the same way you go out and you get a cheeseburger from McDonald's. 
just because it's at Christmas time doesn't make it a Christmas cheeseburger. That's you know what I mean? It's it's the same, it's the same thing. However, today I came across something totally different. I'm gonna read this for you right from my phone. So anybody, I'm gonna look down. Uh, it says, in the end, no matter how passionately anyone argues his or her case, the diehard debate is unlikely to die. Christmas movies are not a distinct genre. They're the label is subject to personal definition. If one considers a Christmas film to be any picture with even a glimpse of the holiday, then that's what it is to them. You know, when I was a younger, Rob, uh, for years, my mom made me grilled cheese sandwiches for breakfast. Well, let me tell you, I <laughs> came to find out that grilled cheese sandwiches aren't breakfast food. And that was pretty debilitating to me because I had associated it with such. And that, that's where I stand on this debate as of today. Last year, I was pretty passionate about Die Hard not being a Christmas movie. This year, if you find comfort in it, I think you should you should let that be a Christmas movie. I will, however, say certain things, such as uh, Shazam. Shazam is a movie that came out in April. Superhero Shazam. This movie came out in April. This movie is decked out with Christmas lights, it happens at Christmas time. Heck, it even has Santa Claus. Okay, but people are not queuing it up to watch for the holiday season. Okay, and at the same exact thing that I said about grilled cheese sandwiches earlier, Star Wars. Okay, the entire sequel trilogy came out in December. All right, somehow I managed to go my entire life just being a casual Star Wars fan. And I think Bob might like Star Wars. I'm not sure. Um, nope. <laughs> but I, I was a casual Star Wars fan, and then I saw The Force Awakens, and that sort of skyrocketed my like for the series. And this, they came out at Christmas time. Now, every time Christmas time rolls around, I find this overwhelming want to watch Star Wars, and I don't know why. But this year, I've, I've sort of stifled that want because, you know, it doesn't give me that Christmas feeling, but it does at the same time. You know, I, I used to deliver for Domino's. So I would go see these movies and I would have to go deliver pizzas at night, you know, and I would, I would, I would have Star Wars on the brain. You know, I'd be listening to Star Wars podcasts. I'd be listening to Colton and Robert talking in my ear about Star Wars. And I'd be looking at Christmas lights, you know, enjoying the season. And then I'd go into, you know, a store, I'd go somewhere else and it'd be Christmas music playing, you know? So it's just sort of this association like George Costanza and sandwiches and having, you know, uh, you know, uh, heavy relations with women and, you know, how women would end up turning them on in Seinfeld. Every, every time he got it, you know, he ate a sandwich, he'd go, he would get turned on because he would eat during sex or whatever. So it's like that kind of, you know, so if you find a movie that, that makes you feel warm and fuzzy at the holiday season, that's a Christmas movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a, it's a long debate. And, you know, people keep saying like, oh, it's not this or that. And, but there's like 50, 15 references to Christmas in Die Hard, I think. Or more, there's like his wife's name is Holly. Like, there's a ton of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time that nobody talks about is The Ref. Have you ever heard of The Ref? I have, yes. With Dennis Leary. It's not a very sought after Christmas movie, but I love that movie. And they don't even mention it's like nothing Christmassy happens in that movie, but it's hilarious and it made me feel good when I watched it last year. You know, yeah, you it's know, like, the way you define it. That's all. Yeah. And, and I kind of understand that, but. You know, as as much as you want to sit there and say, oh, I feel it is, like you said in, in what you were reading, 
the debate will continue on. There will always be a debate on whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or even the new one that's kind of popped up recently. And I think it's kind of another one of those ways of, of helping try and support those who believe Die Hard is a, is a Christmas movie is this one, especially in the nerd nerd realm of things is Batman Returns. People now are claiming, look, if Die Hard is a mo- is a Christmas movie, Batman Re- Returns is. Sure. <laughs> it's hard to debate that. It really is because, uh, you know, it takes place at Christmas. And, and that's kind of what, where I look at it. You know, another person, another, uh, not another person, but a, a writer who is really good at uh, kind of or utilizes the Christmas season is Shane Black. And almost all of his movies that he's written and or directed, they all take place at Christmas time. Uh, probably the one of the most famous ones that he wrote is Lethal Weapon. Well, that's Lethal Weapon 3. Probably should have pulled up Lethal Weapon, not Lethal Weapon 3. Good job, me. Uh, but the first Lethal Weapon, <laughs> um, the, the first Lethal Weapon he wrote takes place at Christmas time. But it's as much a Christmas movie as Die Hard is, yet not so many people jump over to that Lethal Weapon and say, hey, I'm going to watch Lethal Weapon because it takes place at Christmas. So, you would, I mean, I, I kind of want to get, because I know where you're going with it. I know, understand that you're saying, look, if you feel, if, if it gives you that funny feeling or there's nice, not funny, but fuzzy feelings inside at Christmas or about Christmas, then by all means, make it a Christmas movie or it can be a Christmas movie. But like to you, like, honestly, like if I were to pop up this movie here, is that a Christmas movie? Would you say? Yeah. I mean, no, I have never associated Gremlins as a Christmas movie, but I know that it is like, yeah, you know what I mean? I know that it's a movie that takes place. That's what what I'm saying. This debate is not, it can't be a debate anymore. You know what I mean? It it can't be like, you know, you have to define thing. I don't think, all right, here's a great one. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay. I, I, you asked me before what I was going to bring up. I forgot about this one. If you could find the cover for that, the latest cover, it's all red and green, and it's got uh, winter on it and things like that. But that is definably not a Christmas movie. But for some reason, it crops up with all the all the rest of them. Well, here let's let's take a look at the original cover here. I do. I I grab this. Give me a second here. I'm going to pull it up uh, because this is actually a good example. Like you're saying, it, it technically isn't. Um, what the heck did I just do? There we go. Uh, you're right. It's it's not. And um, I'm going to do that one. And this one, because you're going to see the two differences. I'm going to pop them both on here. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, I literally, I knew what you're right. Whenever you mentioned, it, I was like, you know what? I remember seeing that because it is, it's something that they've done. And it's only been recent that they did this. It's coming Come on StreamYard. Work a little faster for me, buddy. Boom, right here. Yeah. So okay. The there one, you go. The one on the left. Uh, Plain Strange and Automobiles, the white background. That's the original cover. That was the cover of uh, that epic. I, it's one of my favorite holiday films. I'm not going to call it a Christmas movie because in my eyes, it's not a Christmas movie. It's a holiday film. Uh, but that is one of my favorite holiday movies. That's what I've always known it as. But then the one on the right where it's all green and red and white with the snow and the blue background. Look, there's even freaking Christmas gift there. And there's a North Pole. What is that? Yeah, like that has nothing to do with the movie at all. Like Christmas isn't even mentioned in the movie. No, no, like he's just like trying to get home to his wife for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, exactly. You know what I mean? So, so it's just it's very strange the way that that, that movies are marketed. That's why I'm like, 
Man, I cannot even tell you how weird it was when I went to see Shazam in theaters. And I'm sure you experienced the same thing. The movie opens up with a freaking Christmas carol. And you know what I mean? And then and then it takes place at Christmas time. It's April. You know what I mean? It's getting warm outside. Yeah. It was super weird. Not that it was uncomfortable, but it's a little weird, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't... I remember one time in my life that it was like June or July. And I was like, I'm going to go home and watch Jingle All the Way. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I didn't... Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I just did. But I, it's not like... I'm not that guy anymore. Like I want to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the type of guy that totally surrounds himself at Christmas time, but jingle all the way has a lot of, I don't know, man. It's a pretty Christmassy movie too. It's this, this is one movie that I will sit there and completely agree that this is a Christmas movie uh, because it really, see, my thing is this, and, and you talked about the Linus moment and uh, you've actually mentioned this to me before. I think we've had the debate obviously off off screen off podcast everything like that when it comes to the whole idea of a christmas movie and for me i think that there has to be a few different aspects to signify being a christmas movie and number one it has to it has to take place during christmas there has to be that christmas element even in the background such as like in die hard or Batman Returns. I'm not saying either one of those are Christmas movies to those who don't want to think they are, but that there's the backdrop of Christmas. It has to be there. Even Iron Man 3, I should have thrown that up. Iron Man 3 has a backdrop of Christmas. So, so Iron has- Man 3, funny story, I don't mean to interrupt you, but Iron Man 3, the opening track of Iron Man 3 where he's like putting his suit on. Yeah. And I downloaded that entire album off of uh, iTunes, that whole like Christmas remixed. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good i watched right. it and was like wow this is a christmas movie and it was like 20 bucks still and i was like man mm. I, you know i downloaded it and i listen to it every year all the time <laughs> and it starts off with that iconic track of uh him doing that well but you know i think uh, getting back to my point which i have i i honestly haven't watched iron man 3 in a while so i couldn't even tell you what what tracks you're talking about but the backdrop has to have christmas it has to be christmas uh the next one is they they have to learn something uh whether it's the meaning of christmas or the meaning of family or the importance of family uh something that that represents what kind of christmas is about so uh, in, a, in a way the linus moment has everything to do with goodwill towards men in a way yes yes so a lot of people think that yeah, a lot of people draw some pretty obscure conclusions with John McCain or John McClane, sorry, um, that that he does that. And I'm like, well, look, you're reaching now. You know what I mean? I get it. I, I, I think and I kind of agree with that idea because John McClane and his wife were having difficulties. All right. And if you remember, he did not he he and his his wife are you know having issues where they may be separating. The what happens at the end of the movie is he's completely on board with her and and willing to support her and be with her. And that's kind of one of those moments where you're, he comes to at some point of, Oh, like, you know, my family, you know, she is the most important thing to know. She's important to me. And I think that that's an important aspect of Christmas. Christmas is very much. So in my eyes, a family holiday and, and understanding and, and uh, you know, respecting and loving your family. I think that's an important aspect of Christmas. And to me, that that there, John McClane coming to realization that, you know, 
granted it took a bunch of terrorists to, <laughs> you know, almost kill everybody in Nakatomi Plaza, but he came to the realization that, you know, he doesn't want to live a life without his wife, Holly, but and not, not to, not to, you know, well, I don't know what the word just disgrace that theory, but does Christmas have anything to do with that decision? Not one hundred percent. If the movie took place, but it does in October, kind of. Because if the no, movie took place in October or summertime or anything like that, would he have still come to the same realization had he taken down the terrorists in Nakatomi Plaza? That's that's the but debate. He's only, he's only invited to Nakatomi Plaza for a Christmas party. <laughs> so had it not been Christmas and a Christmas party, they would have ended up divorced. Is that what you're telling me? It very, very well, possibly. Yeah, I mean, come on, Holly was already going by her her maiden name. Okay, you know, well, I, let's take this. Let's take this a step further. Die Hard is the only Die Hard movie I've ever seen. You did, Die Hard two. And I'm going to say this here. I actually think Die Hard two is a better Christmas movie than Die Hard one. But that's just me. But go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, do I was that was my second question. Do any of the other Die Hards take place at Christmas time? Die Hard Two does, yes, yeah. Okay. Um, what about the final Die Hard in the in the canon? The final one in canon, you know, I kind of stopped paying attention after the fourth one. <laughs> well, the most important question here is: Is he still with Holly? Okay, you got a point. No, no, they are actually split up uh, by the third one. They're split up. Yeah, I don't think Christmas has anything to do with it. <laughs> but just <laughs> I mean you're not wrong I, I, I can see your, your idea there but if you really think about it did they know they were going to make Die Hard 2 you know live free or Die Hard Die Hard with Vengeance all that's no they didn't know that Die Hard was this movie that they made start to finish there's no there's no even insinuation that it can will or can continue on I mean the entire story is closed up by the time the credits roll, uh, if they never made another one, th there's not like, well, I wonder what happened to John McClane. No, because at the end of that movie, you're like, John and Holly are together and he's with her now. Like, they're going to be together. So, in, in all fairness, you know, that movie in and itself can be considered a Christmas movie because the Christmas aspect had everything to do with him being there. He came to fruition. You know, and and realized, oh, you know, I need to be with her. I want to be with Holly, and so on and so forth. Uh, I, I just think that that's those those are the two big big okay. things. Okay, all right. Well, and here's the thing: this is where it comes around to something else because it's a wonderful life. I've actually started hearing that people don't consider this a Christmas movie yet. It is a staple every Christmas season. Like my mother, she has to watch it every Christmas season. But there's now debate out there questioning if it's a wonderful life is actually a Christmas movie. I then, totally agree with you. I've heard the same thing and I've never seen that movie. Mm -hmm. You're not missing much. I'm sorry. I, it's all that good, great of a movie. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, so I've heard, you know, I live about an hour away from uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania, which is where Jimmy Stewart was from. Um, they have a they have an mm -hmm. entire museum there. I was gonna go like last weekend, but um, actually no, I was gonna go yesterday, or yeah, yesterday. But uh, the governor took care of that one, so um, 
but yeah, that that I, I have heard the same thing of that. I also, you know, feel remarkably similar about Home Alone. I, I they're very Christmassy in in their aesthetics, but like nothing terribly Christmassy happens in Home Alone. Yeah, um, you know, again, you're you're right. I mean, Home Alone does does take place just the the very end. I think of both Home Alone and Home Alone Two both take place like the ending is Christmas. Everything is prior to Christmas time. Uh, but then again, I mean, have that same, that diehard aspect of it. This is where a lot of diehard, why I think why a lot of people consider diehard such a, a Christmas classic because home alone is very similar. I'm not talking about all the traps and everything, even though there's a nice little correlation there, but you know, the, the main thing is realizing the importance of somebody in your life, realizing uh, you know, that it's not all about you. And that's what Home Alone is about. That's what Kevin, you know, learns in the in those movies is that it's not all about him, that, you know, his family is just as important and it's important to have family and respect family and to love your family. And it has the backdrop of Christmas. So if you take a look at Home Alone, which again takes place at Christmas, there's not the lioness moment that you're talking about, but it has that whole idea of you know what Christmas is about. I disagree with you. There are two Linus moments in each one of those movies. I'm sorry, two among the two. Okay. Okay, and that is old man Marley. Okay. He discovers the true meaning of Christmas in the church. But it's and not he, about he, his it's the movie is not about him though. I don't think so, it matters. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? I, I think that the that as long as somebody realizes what goodwill towards men is in the movie, then then I think that. But I, I also disagree. I, I agree and disagree with myself. Okay. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> well, how do you disagree? Because well, because like old man Marley discovers the meaning of Christmas. He makes up with his son. Everything is well and good. The same goes for the pigeon lady. She also has a better Christmas because of Kevin. And he makes a friend and, and he, you know, donates all of his money to the children's hospital and things like that. Like he makes very selfless decisions because of Christmas and because he's learning, you know, that, that he's not to be a selfish person, I guess. But they those movies would make the same sense if they didn't take place at Christmas time. That's my point. Like Christmas doesn't really define those movies. Now, I was watching the, the movies that made us on Netflix. Yeah, and I watched the uh, the Home Alone one, and I know that they like intentionally, like went around and made sure like that everything in the house was red and green the whole way across, red walls, mm -hmm. green floor, you know, whatever it may be, red couch, green green pillows. They did that on purpose because they wanted it to be a Christmas movie. But I'm sorry, like nothing super Christmassy happens in those movies. He does visit a fake Santa Claus, like things like that, but. Now, if I had to make an argument, like the first one is more Christmassy than the second one, but the second one takes place in New York at Christmas time. So it's like, you know, it's hard to, it's, yeah. it's hard to say. There's people out there who are like, when they, when they want a Christmas movie, they want, well, there's a good debate, man. Where do you stand on Christmas movies? What makes a Christmas movie feel like a holiday movie to you? Do you like the whimsical, the fantastical? Do you want to see Santa and his elves? Do you want to see all the stuff that's that's like that? Or do you want to see more grounded movies? Like, 
most Hallmark movies are very grounded in reality. They're rom-coms, yeah. yet they're the most popular ones. There's yeah. nothing super fantastical happening in them yet, but they're like ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, for for me, I mean, look, I I, I kind of said my two things. I think it has to have the Christmas backdrop, has to have the Christmas backdrop, um, and then you have to have that moment where, and it's not the Linus moment exactly, but a a a a, a moment of where the main characters come to the realization of the importance of family, of what Christmas means, because you know you can also get into the debate of the the even the religious Christmas movies, because some of them have a little bit, you know, they're not always just about Jesus Christ and stuff like that, but they're about, you know, other things as well. But honestly, I, I think it comes down to just, uh, you know, let's take the Santa Claus, for instance, a, a fantastic movie. One of my all time favorite Christmas movies with Tim Allen. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's a film, but it's, it's not grounded on reality you know i mean it is a a movie about a man who becomes santa claus because he actually kills santa claus accidentally but he kills santa claus and becomes santa claus himself and you know there's not it's not grounded in reality but it is yet again a movie that takes place at christmas and it comes around to the main character understanding the importance of family and the importance of of you know loved ones and everything like that that doesn't necessarily have your your what's the importance of christmas aspect that you're saying i think that the whole linus aspect uh works but there's levels to it and i think that's that's actually what i've been as we've been sitting here talking that's what i've been getting or talking about is there's kind of levels of that linus moment because it's not just about what is christmas about it's if those characters find something within what Christmas is about. So it doesn't need, they don't need to come to discover that, Oh, this is the true meaning of Christmas. It's, Oh, you know, to, to the main character, Christmas is not Christmas without my family. You know, Christmas is not Christmas or my life isn't my life without family. And it, if it takes place at Christmas, I think that that means it's a Christmas movie. It's a part of a Christmas, you know, the Christmas holiday. Uh, but that's me. I, I don't know. Do you, do you catch what I'm saying? A little I bit? do. And as you were saying that, the movie that came to my mind, actually, there was two of them. The, um, there's movies like Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. That movie is the worst Christmas movie I've ever seen. It's pretty bad. Yeah. There is nothing <laughs> in that movie there to, to give you any sort of holiday spirit at all. Yet it's called Four Christmases. And one of the movies that does give me all that warm and fuzzy feeling is called Why Him? With Brian Cranston and James Franco, I never that, actually watched that. But. It's a great movie all the way around, and it unintentionally takes place at Christmas time, and you cannot tell from the cover. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then there's um, man, I had another one. Oh, Surviving Christmas with Ben Affleck. Yeah, that movie defines pretty much everything you just talked about. You know what I mean? That movie, that guy Ben Affleck, I can't remember his name in the in the movie, but he tries to have a like a christmas that basically for lack of a better phrase he buys one yeah, yeah. you know what i mean he like wants to you know he structures it so it's going to be a good christmas and it ends up being kind of chaotic but then he ends up liking being there yeah yeah surviving christmas i actually enjoy that movie uh quite a bit i mean got the the late great james gandolfini in it uh christina applegate if i'm not mistaken 
it's a, it's a it's a really good cast. Uh, but yeah, it, it, you're right. I, that's not it's a movie. While I enjoy it, it's not one that I when we're sitting here talking that I would hit. But you're right. It, it hits it hits a lot of those marks uh, right there. In the same uh, of um, Deck the Halls with Danny DeVito and uh, um, Matthew, Prod- Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Uh, I love that movie. I that do too. In, in, in that movie, what is he doing the entire time? He's like straight structure, like let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And the whole moral of that movie is, man, you should just let Christmas happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't need to to have an advent calendar that tells you what you need to do each specific day to have a good Christmas because what's your favorite Christmas memory? Oh, sitting on the floor with my dad drinking chocolate milk and eating French fries or whatever it was like with nothing else, no Christmas movies, no lights, no music, anything like that. Why is that your favorite Christmas memory? Nothing Christmassy happened. You know, why are you trying to, you know, to, to be this like man of tradition? Like it, you don't have to do that, man. Like in that movie is made for that. I will never forget that, that lesson from that movie. Like just let things happen. The way they do, which is why this debate should end in general. Like whatever makes you feel good, that's that's it for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, let's let's take a look at it realistically. You know, let's look at a Christmas movie or or a movie, you know, and and, uh, again, I mean, I get what you're saying. I think you have to have the backdrop of Christmas, though, because. You can't sit there and say, uh, let me just pick a, a, a random movie here. Uh, uh, you know, I can't think of one right now. Uh, <laughs> just can't. You know, like you can't pick a movie that takes place just in the middle of summer. Uh, no aspects of Christmas in it. And even though it may have a similar theme of uh, of finding oneself and becoming, you know, the, the realization of, you know, the importance of family and being loved and all that if there's no Christmas aspect at all, you can't say it's a Christmas movie. I think the number one thing that has to be in all Christmas movies is the Christmas background in some form or fashion. There needs to be a background of Christmas. That's true. I mean, (laughs) look at, look at movies. Most every single movie that Hallmark puts out, they're the same, even in the summertime, they're the same. Yeah. Exactly. If you take a summer a summer Hallmark movie and you drape it in Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? Like that's Add the way snow, that they, trees, it's the same film. That's so, the yeah, way that they pretty much do it. And they're they're the most popular movies of all. You know what I mean? Hallmark hasn't Hallmark is now marketing that. Yeah. You know what I mean, they're marketing themselves on the fact that they that's make it. their own movies. I think I remember hearing like before this season started that they had a total of, I think like 30 or 35 Christmas movies they were going to release between Thanksgiving and Christmas or something like that. Oh, Uh, that's insane. (laughs) It is. It's insane. And I I like them. I'm a Hallmark movie fan. I don't mind them at all. The holiday season. Those, this is the way I structure myself. November 1st, I start Christmas up. I start watching Hallmark Christmas movies. I do that for most of November. Then I watch the mainstream stuff closer to Christmas. You know, I mean, that, that's the way I do it. Now, here's something funny. We watched a whole bunch of Hallmark movies this year. And I probably saw the same actors in every single one of them just being recycled. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what they do. I know. I mean, it's funny. It's, like Candace Cameron and uh, what's the guy's name from? Uh, uh, I, it's right there. I can't think of it, though. Uh 
anyway, I mean, Candace Cameron's pretty much on in all of them, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. It's it's very interesting, but they're all good in their own right. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big Hallmark fan. Actually, my my fiance and I just talked about this. I think it was yesterday because we we watched a couple Christmas movies the past couple days, and uh, you know, I, I'm like, I, I can't I can't do the Hallmark type of christmas movies uh it, it's really tough for me to, to sit through them because and i'm a chick flick guy I, I do enjoy a good chick flick but when it comes to the holiday rom-coms they're always just so just bad to me like i just i can't i can't do, i can't get into them i'm more in the, the the more traditional christmas films you know your jingle all the ways your santa claus the Christmas with the cranks and stuff like that. Like those are movies, Christmas films that I, I have to watch on a yearly basis. Die hard. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have to do it. Wait, you think die hard is a Christmas movie? <laughs> Wait, is that what started this whole thing? <laughs> uh, I'm with you. I watched, I watched, I mean, I'm not with you in the, I do like those movies, but like I said, I structure them properly because I don't think that they give me enough of that lovely Christmas nectar. You know what I mean to to make me feel like that, but it, it helps get the the ball rolling. It gives me. I think you told me like that you're like this too. It, do you you keep stuff on in the background when you're doing stuff in the house? Uh, yeah, sometimes. So rather than having Chris's music on all the time, which I I, I usually do, depending on how focused I want to be, I will sometimes I'll throw on some Christmas jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes I'll just throw on a Hallmark movie because I don't care about them i'm not invested in them but i'll throw it on for the background noise for the you know the the general christmas chatter that might be happening um and and that's and that's fun i think that's a good i think that's a good good thing but when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of december i like to i like to roll with the classics i like that you know to put on some some elf and some things like that like you know i don't i don't deal with the creepy uh Polar Express. That movie is just bizarre. <laughs> Elf is a great movie. That's that's another one that that's my go-to. Actually, I haven't yet watched that this year. I got to get on that. Actually, I haven't watched that or the Santa Claus yet. So those are two I got to get on in the next couple of weeks. But I, how do you? How do you? Where do you stand on the Santa Claus sequels? They got worse with each one. Like the I actually Claus like the third one. I th- I I. But I'm a sucker for a time travel movie, man. I. Santa Claus 2 is good. I, I enjoy it to, to a certain extent. Uh, and then the third one, it, it's, it is what it is. You know, I mean, it's, it, it's a continuation of that story. It felt more of the same as kind of the first one a little bit. Uh, but I mean, overall, I, I enjoy all of them, all of them. I, I'm a sucker for Tim Allen. I really do enjoy watching t- things Tim Allen is in. He's just, I think he's one of those actors that, I'm going to give it a, like if I hear he's in it, I'm going to give it a shot because I think he's a he's a good and funny and talented actor. Uh, that's why I like, that's why I like Christmas with the Cranks so much because uh his his chemistry with um uh come on help me um uh, No, no. Yeah, him too, but his oh, wife yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. I think their chemistry in that movie is just perfect because of his over-the-topness with her more dry humor. I just feel really just clash really well in that movie. And 
yeah, I mean, that's just, that's, uh, he's just one of those actors that, and I want him to do more Christmas films because whether it's more Santa Claus movies, which I think would be a great thing right now. I think, I think the world needs another Santa Claus. Movie. The world wants that. <laughs> Have you seen his post recently? No, no, I haven't. Oh my gosh, man. You need to look it up. Um, maybe you could bring it up real quick. It's on, it was from his Twitter page. It's probably at the top of his Twitter page. Let me see if I can find it while we're talking here, but he, he like posted recently a picture of him with a beard and um, oh really? Let's see here. Um, December 9th. I got it right here. I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah, he posted it and he's like, "Oh, this always happens to me around Christmas time." <laughs> he's uh. He's really cool. I, I, he's a, and then people uh, people blew him up on Twitter, like, "Oh, come on, please make the Santa Claus four. And yeah. so, and people asking Charlie to do the same thing. The guy, the actor who plays Charlie. Yeah, he. Uh, why is it not working? Come on. Try this here. There we go. Yeah, I'd like the. I it's the Santa Claus films are one of my all time favorites for sure. Um, I'll let everybody see what we're talking about here. Those of you who are watching, for those of you that are listening, make sure you head over to Bridging the Geekdoms on YouTube and hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, and like all of my videos so you can see what we're talking about. But there we go. Yeah, yeah, he's got a, a nice, nice going beard and mustache there. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I would love to see, and I, I would love to see him do another christmas film whether it's the santa claus or something else i think he's he's perfect for that time of year uh but i don't know man like, i think we've pretty much covered it all uh you know for those of you watching and listening make sure you let us know what you think what what makes a movie a christmas movie to you what makes it to you what is it that uh sets everything it sets it apart from any other movie uh, let us know in the comments follow me on twitter at bridge geekdoms you can find deej on twitter on probably one of his 15 twitter accounts he has <laughs> i only have three right now man don't <laughs> uh what's the one that, that you use the most that they can find you on what's that what's the twitter that they can find you on the one you use the uh, most um do a cup of cheer well, we can do a cup of cheer uh, lately, I've been using We Are VR, which is at We Are VR Podcast. And then I started up my own uh, at Mr. Picklebush. <laughs> I have it all down in the description. You'll be able to find find him uh, on, on the Twitter. And obviously, check out his Cup of Cheer podcast. Wow. It all... He they did it last year. It's a great listen. Uh, I even have a segment on one of the episodes that I talked a little bit about something. Uh, it, it's really cool. I love the whole idea and the aspect of having a holiday themed Christmas themed podcast uh, because Christmas is one of those times a year or one of the times a year that that we should all be happy and joyous and excited and uh, not you know worried about all the the bullshit that's going on in the world, but rather just, having a good time and, and loving life. And I think with your podcast and I listened to every episode last year with your podcast, you definitely did that. You know, I, I would listen to it on my way to and from work and it was nice to, it, it was a, an escape from reality and it was nice. So definitely well, a good job. For, for those of you listening, the <laughs> Christmas holiday is super bizarre. 
Okay. And, and I, it took me, you know, 29 years of life to realize why, why do we do this stuff? Like, what is this? What is Christmas? You know, why do we do half the things that we do? You know what I mean? When, how did they all become what they are? And, and that was what fascinated me to, to, to start up a cup of cheer because I wanted to know, you know, and I started realizing, well, this is pretty good content. Like, you know, the, some of this stuff is super strange, but most of it, I'm not going to lie. I got a lot of the information off the internet from whychristmas.com. You could find a lot of it there. And I pretty much sucked that site dry, like for, for everything that was on there. But if you want to reiterate on some of that stuff, just go to whychristmas.com. You can find out pretty much why we do everything and, and how things started. And it is just so weird. Like it's a, very strange thing, but like, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I, I've been toying with the idea of putting up the the phone number that we have. If I, if you wouldn't mind, I could put it up on here, and yeah. uh, people can call the number, and we can, and you can, you can um, talk about your favorite Christmas memories. I think Rob did that last year, um, yeah. and you can. Well, what is it here? I'll, I'll just just say it, and I'll type it out. Okay, give me one second here. All right. I, I can't remember what it is at the moment. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I, I did a, uh, I was on an episode where I talked about my uh, favorite gift that I received at Christmas time. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, it, we all have that one gift in our childhood, I believe, that just blew your socks off that you couldn't believe that you got at Christmas time uh, that you wanted so badly and Santa Claus pulled through and got it for you or your parents pulled through and got it for you. Uh, it was just one of those, one of those gifts. And that's what my little segment was on there. So definitely you know, check out his show. I know that you can find it on all the different podcatcher apps, um, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, all that kind of stuff. And I believe I believe there's a link to it over at spoilerverse.com, if I'm not mistaken. So you can head over there and find it pretty easily. You can also, I post pretty much daily. Well, I try to post daily on our TikTok page, which is at Cup of Cheer Podcast. And um, that has a lot of like the same rotating Christmas facts that I'm, I'm trying to just keep putting out there. Uh, where on earth? Okay. It's uh are you ready? Yeah. It's 814-503-0154. All right. There it is. 814-503-0154. Uh if you want to call in and what do you want them to say? I mean, what do you want them um, to You can talk about your favorite Christmas memory, your favorite Christmas present, um your favorite tradition. Anything you guys that you that you want to talk about as far as the holiday, what you love about it, your favorite movie, anything like that, you can call. I'll put it on the show. I'll even put it up this year if you guys get them into me. Um, I, I do, however, have one request. Please keep it short. Please keep it simple and do not swear in the recording. Um, there's a lot of families that listen to the show. It's It's widely popular, especially within the local community. But I know that Last year we had an episode, I think we're like 19 people called in and I put all 19 of them in one Christmas memory episode. And it was one of our most popular ones. A lot of people like to hear other people's experiences. So um, definitely 
you you can even you can say your name, where you're calling from, what you want to do. You, if even if you're an influencer online, I, I recommend it. You can even plug your own show. I don't care. You do what you want to do. I accept any and all um, recordings, unless you're going to be a terrible person on there. If you're going to call in and swear and say a bunch of dirty stuff just to be funny, then I will not put it on there. I probably, but um, that that's what it is. That's that's what I was hoping the show to be this year, but. Uh, as you all may know, 2020 is a real bugger. And it has caused me to not have nearly as much time as I had last year. And I, I, this is like, I have one day this weekend right now is like my only free time between now and the rest of the week. And I have to work overtime and then I have, I have off next Saturday and that's it. And then, you know, I'm back to work until, until Christmas Eve. So, um, it's, it's really dumb, but it is what it is what it is but you know at least you got the the holiday season to to look forward to or to be excited about right now uh and for all of you out there that are listening that number is 814-503-0154 you can call a cup of cheer podcast and just talk about christmas and as he said keep it short keep it clean uh, as long as it's about christmas he will do what he can to get it out there uh so definitely i i, I hey maybe i'll call in again i don't know maybe we'll see Thank i mean i already you. have an outlet i could talk about stuff but <laughs> that's true i mean i even encourage man you could even have your kids call yeah yeah you know, you know what I, mean? like, I encourage that i've been trying to get my kids to do a little more with the whole podcasting thing i've gotten both of my sons uh, on this show a couple times over the past couple months there. Uh, I'm working on them up to it. You know, they, they sit there, they want to do streaming with video gaming. And I'm like, look, if you're going to do that, I want you guys to practice and get, you know, get on a podcast with me, get more comfortable being in front of a camera and talking and everything like that. And I always say a family that podcasts together stays together. So, <laughs> well, the, the, this method here, it seems to be the future. Yeah, you know I mean? this is this is the Mandalorian of podcasts. All right, <laughs> this is the future of of the media here. <clears throat> because I'm telling you right now, I'm not getting, I'm not pulling numbers on on the audio aspect of things. Yeah, you know, what I mean, everybody wants to watch stuff. Everybody, you know what I mean? That's what quarantine did. Quarantine yeah. changed the game for a lot of people. Now I'm sure that YouTube is booming. TikTok oh, is booming. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've never had more followers on any platform ever before than I have on TikTok for absolutely no reason at all. Not saying that I don't create good content, but man, I put up one video and that thing went boom. You know, how weird. Yeah. Because, you know, millions of people watched it for, like, you know, sitting there taking a poop. Like, that's probably what happened. <laughs> that's, that's what they do. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We're gonna go viral because you know everybody's ordering takeout and then sitting on the toilet. That's the way it is. <laughs> uh, with that, man, again, thank you so much for being on. I definitely want to get you on the show more often. I want you on to talk about We Are VR. Uh, I also want to get back into your roots of how you started podcasting, talking about pop culture and all the fun things going on in that world right now. I mean, it's been pretty crazy the last year, especially the last probably about seven or eight months. It's been absolutely nuts within the pop culture world. So I definitely want to get you on with your for your thoughts on all of that. But uh, I, again, when it came to a Christmas themed episode, uh, I immediately thought of you and was like, you know what? I'm getting Deej on the show. This is how I'm doing it. It's going to be about Christmas because you, my friend, are probably the most passionate person I know when it comes to Christmas, and I had to get you on. 
Oh, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm that guy. I had a, I had a person here on Thanksgiving, uh, and he was like yelling at me because I had my tree up, and I'm like, "What do you want from me, man? That's just the way it is. I put it up <laughs> November first. <laughs> That's how I do it." Uh, uh, for all of you out there, make sure you smash that like button and hit subscribe. Uh, the more people I get subscribing, the more people that are liking my videos, the more uh, I, I'm going to get recognized and noticed. And uh, that's what I want. I mean, I'm not doing YouTube just because I like talking to myself. I'm doing YouTube. I'm doing podcasts because I love talking to all of you and getting out there. And I think I bring some quality content to everybody. So please smash that like button, hit subscribe uh, for all of that. Also head over to spoilerverse.com. Spoilerverse.com is where you're going to find a whole lot more of me. I am the senior editor over there with uh, all the articles that come out. Realistically, as of right now, I'm kind of the only one that writes articles over there. <laughs> so if you're reading an article, most likely it's from me, which leads me to my next thing. If you want to help contribute in any way over at the Spoilerverse, hit me up. I'll get you the information you have to get to then send it to our editor-in-chief, and he will take a look at it and uh, see if we can get you on board. Uh, but over at spoilerverse.com, not only are there articles, but we also have other podcasts uh, such as Shooting a Sith, which is my other show, Narrative Gunslingers, Misery Point Radio, our flagship show, Spoiler Country, which they do some amazing interviews with people within the industry, whether it's comics, whether it's Hollywood, music. They talk with everybody. It is fantastic. So definitely go check out that show. And obviously, Deej, a cup of cheer podcast. Check it out. Fantastic. Perfect time of year to do it. Go. Um, the episodes aren't long, so you, you could probably get through all of them before Christmas or even as you're baking pies or cookies. Throw it on in the background. Listen to it. I think you all love it. So uh, with all of that, thank you all for tuning in, whether you're listening, whether you are watching, whatever it is. Thank you so much. And have a Merry Christmas. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas.